1: <coughs> oh. <coughs> you make me cough And I don't even need a cough I wasn't coughing until I hit the cough <clears throat> we ready mate Aye Let's go, let's go. <coughs> Why not <coughs> Are you done? Yes. <laughs> yes Right
0: Just
1: keep going you Hello everyone and welcome to the Rote Report podcast In association with the Southern Community Soup Kitchen It's Gav back after the Ipswich game no um, I think we're we'll just gonna get straight into this. Chris is with us. Hiya mate.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, i i think I'm all right. I'm I'm confused. Yeah. And I, I'd yeah. like I'd like to I'd like to go through it to to sort out how I feel about it.
1: I've had, I think I've had twelve pints at this <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm doing alright, don't I really to be holding this conversation, but um yeah, I think I need I think I needed it after that match, to be honest because it was a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> At one stage, I was ready to leave on like 65 minutes. I was like, right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm away. I'm just going to get the Metro and beat the crowds and get back to the pub and just forget this even happened. And to be honest, in a way, I'm glad I didn't, because although we got beat, and although there are lots of things to pull from this, and we will, we'll get into it, it was actually quite entertaining, you know, as far as defeats go. You know, it wasn't it wasn't boring towards the end, you know. We had a player sent off. We sort of went all out attack, and we had a right go at them. And you know, if it wasn't for a, a decent bit of goalkeeping from a terrible goalkeeper at the end of the game, we might have drawn the game. So, all things considered, I'm so, and it might just be the drink talking because, like I say, I've had a few pints. But I'm, I don't feel t- I don't feel too too despondent about this. I ha- by the way, I haven't checked social media. I think people have <laughs> probably lost their minds by this point. You know, first game of the season. But what I do think is that I quite, I actually quite enjoyed the game, even though we got beat. Is that we had to say yeah. that because I, I, don't think yeah. it was. I, I actually think it was entertaining. I, I bet the neutrals watching probably enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a, you know, it was it was a good game. It was. Look, you've got to remember Ipswich are a decent side. You know, none yeah. of us expected yeah. to just swap them aside before the game.
1: No. I, well, I, I listened to you talk to George um, on the preview <laughs> yeah. pod. And to be honest, I didn't really know what to expect from Ipswich because I didn't watch much of League League One last season. And then I heard him talk and he's talking about him, them being the best team in League One he's ever seen. And everyone's expecting them to have a really good season. And all I could think was this is probably the worst time to play Ipswich because they're coming out of last season with a bit of momentum still. And and it does count for a lot because these teams these teams come out of... We did it. We were one of them. we We were this team last season. You come out of that situation and you you're full of beans, I guess, and you Mm. nothing hanging over you. There's no expectation for you. I know obviously a lot of people think Ipswich are going to do well, but you know for them players, they let's go there and do our thing, and they did their thing. You know, I think this was a bad time to play Ipswich, if I'm honest.
0: (laughs) Maybe, I mean, we won't know. I mean, we won't know for a good while. But I, I was actually expecting more from Ipswich. If I'm honest,
1: well, yeah, they they weren't they weren't particularly impressive, were they? But it was a case that they got the job done in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean they were they were organised, but I was expecting yeah. I was expect especially early on because, I mean, I, we'll get into kind of blow by blow, but you know, just kind of overall. You talking about social media and what what the kind of the general reaction is to the game? I mean, I, I as soon as the final whistle went, I kind of unplugged from it all. <laughs> went to sort the bands out, watched the. You know, what's Harry Potter with a band? So I haven't kind of mulled on it for a few hours. <laughs> and now we're kind of talking about it. And I'm I'm trying to put it into perspective a little bit because we, we look at the performance. For me, there's two, we're like a bit like Jekyll and Hyde, there's there's something to be very optimistic about in today's game. The first half an hour, we would have dominated any side in the championship in the first half an hour of the game. And, and probably actually some sides in the bottom half of the Premier League, we would have absolutely dominated them. But, having said that, we wouldn't have scored against any of them. And it goes back to basically a continuation of last season. I think it was a it was a similar performance that we saw at home a lot last season, where we dominated the ball, dominated sides at home, but we weren't creating clear-cut chances. And we mm. did that again today, where that first half an hour, it was like, oh, brilliant, we're on top, we're on top. And every couple of minutes, you kind of reminded yourself, ah, but we haven't scored. We haven't yeah. scored. And you kept you kept thinking about the scoreline and going, it's still nil-nil, but we're all over them. And that can't last for 90 minutes, especially against, like we said, Ipswich down on a decent side. They're not going to be dominated for 90 minutes. They're going to find a way to, to get into the game. They've got they are decent forward players who can carve out a chance, and that's what happened. But the longer it stayed nil-nil, the more Ipswich grew into the game. But to continue, like I said, it's a continuation of last season where when we have periods where we dominate. We don't take advantage and get a goal no, and and no. score a goal. And actually, it, the way Ipswich played was similar to a lot of our performances away from home, and I'm thinking, you know, mm. when we played West Brom away, yeah. uh, and even Preston, it where you know you soak up the pressure and then you you kind of hit them and you, you get a goal. It was almost they did to us what we did to teams towards the end of last season away. Yeah,
1: and
0: and this is this is part of the frustration because that that's kind of the overriding. Emotion. It's not disappointment. It's not oh shit, everything's you know falling apart and all that sort of stuff. It's more frustration at the fact that we had these issues last season, and on the evidence of one game, and uh, which isn't a lot. It's not a lot to go off, and it's it's we can't make conclusions. But off one game, you you're starting to think: Are we have we learned from last season, or are we just going in and doing the same thing?
1: Yeah, and and I think with this game in particular, you know. I- <laughs> I watched players do what they did last, you know, last season. Equa for me was brilliant. Daniel moved the ball pretty well. The wingers Clark and Roberts were trying to cut inside whenever they got the ball, and it was a bit like you know, is Samedo even on the pitch? Do they recognise that he's there? Do they want to hit him? They looked like a bunch of players who gotten quite used to not not really using the centre forward. That was the feeling I got coming away from it. You know, we were dominating the ball, especially in the first half. Dominating the ball, getting on top of them, overrun them in midfield, passing it out wide, doing everything you want to see your team do. And then, when it came to having the killer instinct, we just didn't have it. And it was time and time again. And And I think if you go into half-time and you aren't 1-0 behind, it's very different. But the time at which we conceded the first goal, you know, if an away team can get a goal just before half-time, they've got everything to play for. They, you know, defend for their lives. And and as George said to you on the preview pod, you know, it might have been in League One, but Ipswich's defending is one of their strong points. They don't defend the lead. And I just felt when we went 1-0 down, I was like, we aren't getting back in this. I just I had no confidence in us getting back in it. Well, we didn't look like scoring. Yeah. Even when we were down to 10 men and we were, we were throwing everything at them. I'm sat there and I'm thinking... We aren't getting back in this. I, ne- I never at any point felt hopeful. I know the crowd did. And I know when we got that goal through Daniel and there was a big cheer when we got the 13 minutes added on. People expected something. I think people could feel something. And, and the players certainly went for it. You know, you, you can't accuse them of giving up or anything. But it's the first time in a long time where I've watched Sunland. Even last at, towards the end of last season, I had lots of belief... Today, I just didn't. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not like, it's one game. I can't write, I'm not writing them off for the season. Don't, don't, please don't anyone get us wrong on that. But I just didn't believe in in their ability to get back in the game because of a mixture of things. A lot of it was to do with the way we were playing and a lot of it was to do with the subs that Mowbray made. I, just, I didn't get the subs, if I'm honest. I actually felt Bellingham and Eckwell were the best two players on the pitch and they both came off. We only had one striker in the entire squad and he came off after an hour or so. And I yeah. just didn't get it and I, and I felt like that made us toothless, even when we really, really needed killer instinct. We just didn't have it because players who'd given us something to cling on to weren't there well yeah and and
0: you know i want I want to come back onto the subs as well because we need to we need to talk about them. You are right, but you know just looking at that first half an hour, you know you had o nine and Ballard who were under total control at the back, they were winning everything, Ballard was winning everything. Or oh, nine was, yeah, he was kind of dictating the tempo of the team at the back on the ball. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Neil and Equa running the midfield, brilliant, and then Job brilliant touches and all this sort of stuff. And it we kind of we got it from back to front, like brilliantly, you know, two or three passes, and we were in the final third, and then there was nothing. There was no spark. Mm. There was no there was no nothing. But don't get us wrong, I'm not that that isn't suddenly hugely different to last season at times, because we had big periods last season. Especially at home. Yeah. Where the same happened. I mean, look at look at the Luton, the Luton playoff game at home. It took an Ahmad Worldie to wake us up and to get us back into the game because we, we, we couldn't create anything before that. And I think you're right about this, you know, Clark and Roberts playing wide, but they did the same things as they did last season with different players. You know, yeah. they had they had Job thinking, oh well, you know, Clark's got the ball or Robert's got the ball wide, so I'm gonna go central and I'm gonna win the ball off the cross, but the cross never came in. Mm-hmm. Robert's cut inside and he was looking for a one-two with his mate Ahmad, but he wasn't there. Yeah. And and Job was yeah. Job was getting in he he was waiting for the cross.
1: There was a lad behind me who exactly what you've just said there, he was like, Robert's is looking for Ahmad and he's just not there. That, that <laughs> yeah. you could see it. It it was yeah, it was quite sad actually. You know, you could see him moving inside <laughs> looking for that one two and it it wasn't there. Yeah. And we weren't, we weren't overlapping either. You know, the, the fullback, it wasn't as though particularly Trey Hume. Trey Hume, for me, for what, for, I, don't, I don't understand it because he normally lives inside the opposition's half, but Trey Hume wasn't doing much overlapping on the, on the outside either. It was, it was a bit weird.
0: If you watch Trey Hume and Sirkin, they both had different jobs. Trey Hume's yeah. job was to come inside. And yeah. his job was to play almost centrally when we were in possession.
1: But when Roberts was looking for the overlap, it wasn't there. Yeah.
0: Well, because we didn't play like that last season, where, because he didn't need it, because he had a mate on the right hand side who, mm-hmm. who went across yeah. to the right all the time. This year, Trey Hume needs to be that support to give Robert a, a kind of a second option going down the right hand yeah. side. Because if you looked on the other side, Dennis Serkin was on his bike all the time outside Clark, but Clark never. He
1: might as well know, have not I, been there. Basically, I, I, I don't know.
0: I don't know if Clark had a problem with Sirkin doing it yeah. or what, but he he, he never seem to pick him out. But uh, but yeah, they they both had different jobs, and it's this. Now we've got to look at it because last season, you know, jobs not going to magnetically go across to to Roberts. So Hume needs to give him that kind of overlap mm. to to either pick him out or just do it on a dummy run so he can cut inside. But there was times today where Roberts had four, three or four players on him, and he, he tried to do it himself. We touched on it in pre-season, you know, Pritchard seemed to have this immediate realisation that he's got someone in the box and he immediately started to knock balls in and, and yeah. pick them out. And it, straight away, this Pritchard just realised, well, I, I'm going to change my game because we've got this big strike and I'm going to pick them out. But today we, we did the same things as we did l- late last season when we didn't have a focal point up front. But today we had a focal point, but we didn't use it.
1: Was, yeah was well, a lot a lot of the people around me were pretty despondent when it came to him here, you know talking oh. about oh well he didn't want the ball he wasn't he wasn't working oh. hard enough and up. and I'm and I'm thinking hang on a second man i like, yes he's a young lad making his first senior appearance for sunland and it, it, it's a big big occasion for him but for me the the attacking players did not supply him with anything you know i'm like but, you can only you can only read so much into pre season, but from what I've seen from him here in in, in pre season, you get crosses into the box, you'll attack them. And and how many crosses did we put into the box? Exactly. There were none, as far as I can exactly. tell, by the time he went off. You've got to kind of look at your wide players and say, Why weren't you putting the ball into dangerous areas, yeah. you know?
0: They they were cutting inside to shoot and you've got this big lad in the box. I mean, like I said, in, in pre season, that's and I, I was a little bit I, and and Job did really well, don't get us wrong, but I could, and we'll come on to the substitutions. I mean, we can get into it. But one thing I couldn't understand, instead of taking your striker off with half an hour to go, or actually, as it turned out, with about 40 minutes to go, it was, it was almost 45 minutes to go when you got brought off with injury time. You know, instead of bringing your striker off, like change things around to give him more supply. Like like yeah. I, I, what I didn't was bring Pritchard on to play in behind and then change it up a bit where...
1: Well, bring bring Bennett on. Bennett yeah. likes to cross the yeah. ball. Yeah. He likes exactly. to put the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we didn't even... See. Abdullah Bar came on for Samedo. for Hamia. It was yeah. Bar who came. So we, we we brought a striker off. We brought on yeah. Pritchard for Bellingham. So Bellingham, who was playing in the 10, came off. Pritchard came on in his place. Then we brought on Bar for, for Hamia. Bar went wide. Clark went inside it just the shape to me the shape was all wrong uh, it didn't make any yeah. sense I, I i haven't seen a single game where Jack Clark has looked effective through the middle no it, it just doesn't yeah. suit him and then bar bar comes on on the left hand side and he's all right foot he hasn't really got the pace to get down the outside so to I don't know i I actually thought that obviously there were moments in the game where where I feel like we let ourselves down defensively I feel like in terms of the shape we let ourselves down. But to me, that I I don't get the subs. And, you know, he might have been asked about these things after the game, Mowbray. I haven't seen any interviews. I haven't heard anything. Mm. Um, This might have been explained. But I don't get his changes in the game. I I, I don't understand why you bring off a striker for a bunch of midfield players. And, and, you know, (laughs) there were times in the game where, in fact, later in the game, once Hume had been sent off, where we actually attacked the box. And I'm thinking, if you've got a centre-forward in there, (laughs) we might score and right. and you know the only centre forward in the in, entire squad was, was sat on the bench getting his uh, tracksuit back on you know I, I, just, yeah. I, I don't get it I, I, I love Mowbray a bit, and I, I, I'm not sitting here you know people are going to hear us and think bloody hell, he's already cre- he's already questioning Mowbray and, and all the rest but I just think I think he got his subs badly wrong and I, to be honest I would love to know what he's thinking was behind bringing off a centre forward with, with an hour gone I know Semedo didn't have a great game but when you're chasing the game you need a striker on the pitch. Yeah.
0: But but like you said, he wasn't he wasn't given he wasn't given the supply. We weren't crossing the ball in for the box. And the crazy thing was, like you've just talked about that that period towards the end of the game where we were actually bombarding their box with balls into the box. Yeah and we stuck Ballard up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well I thought that I thought exact We <laughs> mate turned around and went, Ballards went up front. And yeah. the first thing I thought of was, why? Why have yeah. we put a centre centre half up front? When we've just well, took a striker off, it made no exactly,
0: sense. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. So, Hamia wants balls into the box. You bring them off. You stick a centre forward up front, and then you start putting balls into the box. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing yeah, just yeah. doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. And I know, kind of Ballard. I think just I, I'm not even sure if he was told. I think Ballard just decided he'd had enough um and wanted <laughs> wanted to get in the box. <laughs> I think Um because I mean, to be that was all through desperation. But we'd got ourselves in that position where. It did get a bit desperate, but but like I said, I mean, look, w- w- it's all kind of we're all kind of you know we're talking about kind of Mowbray's decisions and we're all kind of negative about it. But I mean, it's like I said, in terms of the performance, let, let's kind well, of well, know, let's well get...
1: before you do that, right? You've just you've just mentioned Mowbray's decisions and stuff, but if their goalkeeper doesn't make that safe towards the end. I guess he's vindicated in a way because two's each, and then you're like bloody hell, you know, every every change. So it, 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 football's fine margins, isn't it? Well, you know,
0: well, not just before. I mean, you can know, you can go back. I mean, what it was. I'm trying to look. It was something like. It was only at 20 minutes gone. The Bellingham chance. The, the Bellingham chance. Yeah. That was only yeah. 20 minutes gone. I mean, he mm. sticks that away. I mean, he, he was a he wasn't quite expecting it to come to him, which was a bit odd. But yeah,
1: it came from quite quickly, didn't it? Yeah. But the thing
0: is, I mean, yes, don't get us wrong. I mean, that could have completely changed the game. And I think if Joe puts that away, we're winning the game two or three-nil. It's a simple we're running away with it. But that chance still didn't it it still only came from an where a shot from 25 yards. It wasn't us carving them open and creating a chance. It was kind of you know it was a long range shot. We couldn't seem to we couldn't seem to slip someone in or get in behind, put a boat, put a cross into the box. There was a there was a daft goalmouth scramble, and this is the other thing. First half an hour, like we like I said, we completely dem- dominated the game. There was a stat after about half an hour on Sky saying it had a list of players who'd had the fewest touches on the ball, and five of the top six were Ipswich players. Yeah. And we completely dominated the first half an hour. But in that first half an hour, Ipswich had the best three chances.
1: Yeah, and in and, and in that first half an hour, how many times did their goalkeeper have to do anything? No,
0: nothing. Nothing mm. at all. I mean, except that egg was saved, which, I mean and, and he and he fluffed that as well. He should have held yeah. on to that or bombed it wide. But surely someone sees that and they go, Oh bloody hell, the
1: keeper's dodgy here. Start shooting. Have a shot. <laughs> do do something, you know. Even before the game, though, their regular number one, he was injured, so we knew going well, into the game whoever was coming in was going to be second, second choice, second rate. This lad
0: hadn't started a game since twenty twenty one, and and we stuck in the we stuck one shot at him, and and that late save. I mean, you watch it back. I mean, he basically twists his foot the right way by accident, and it bounces off his yeah, foot.
1: To be fair, I haven't seen it back. It looked good. It, it looked good in the moment, but I haven't seen it. Back.
0: Uh, he, he knew nothing about it. It hit his foot mm. basically. I mean, he kind of half stuck it out. You know, you can you can argue it was a decent save, but I think I think it was more just
1: made of, himself big and hit him. Yeah, mean, he yeah. just kind
0: of stuck yeah. his foot out. But but yeah, I mean, it, you look look. There's things you see fine margins, and it, it is we we could have easily run away with today, um, because we in terms of the performance, it was only one team in it after half an hour. But like I said, we we, we haven't got that kind of cutting edge. We haven't got that. You know when we're dominating, we haven't got that way of creating lots of chances. We weren't, we weren't peppering the goal with shots for the Ipswich keeper to save. We weren't crossing the ball into the box. We were, we were, we were doing everything a hundred percent correctly until the final third. Yeah, and then and, and that was the story. Yeah, and
1: and <laughs> I, I don't know whether I'm I'm surprised or not. You know the broadhead goal, it just hits him really. He doesn't know anything about it
0: but it, it's so sort of typical isn't it to be fair I, on the if you watch the watch the it a couple of times he's i think he's his movement is brilliant you watch when the the Ipswich player is about to take the shot he's on his bike and he mm. runs across the the path of the ball yeah and I, I can't decide whether you know his touch actually meant to go where it was but he gambled and he he put himself in that position and to be fair if a striker does that that they deserve things from it because that they get in there and get in the right place.
1: Well, Broadhead's been fantastic for it since since he went there and you know he, he didn't really do a great deal in that first half, but but you know he was in the right place at the right time and he scores it and I'm like oh god it's another occasion where an ex son player turns up and it's always at the stadium of light as well isn't it? It's never away from home but he yeah he turns up at the stadium of light he's in the right place at the right time he sticks it away. And you just sat there, like, totally deflated. Because till that point, I, I actually felt really positive about the way we played. I was turning around to my friends. I was saying, you know, going into half-time, we're the better team. We've been totally on top. We've dominated the game. All we haven't done is really hit the back of the net. I actually think this might have been their first chance, no, second no, chance, no, no, no. maybe.
0: Oh nine cleared one off the line. Yeah, sorry, I forgot um, about that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. nine cleared one off the line. Then then they almost got through um, with Hurst. If he'd had a decent touch, he would have been clean through. Then they had a decent shot that went wide just after the half hour. Um, like I said, in the first half an hour, they had the best three chances of the game. Like we, we, they created, they created much better chances than us, even though we were on top.
1: Obviously, the chances they had were better, but I think just in terms of the overall oh, um, we, picture we of the game, we, yeah, 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 we were we, on we top. dominated,
0: but but they they created more than us.
1: Did you feel under threat at all at that point, though? Because I didn't.
0: Well you know what it was you know can you remember when we talked about the the I'm pretty sure it was Sheffield United's first goal right on the stroke of half time last season
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and the the almost the same happened again and again we're talking about lessons that we've almost carried over from last season if you watch if you if you're able to watch the full 90 minutes again go back and watch because it's on the the ball's down the right hand side Patrick Roberts does something weird. He does something weird. He plays a really short pass and just gives the ball away. They go on the break and Equa has to sprint about 40, 50 yards to get back. And in the end, we we manage to scramble it out and it goes out yeah. for the throw-in. Mm-hmm. And you watch before the ball's taken, Equa has a right pop at Patrick Roberts for, for, giving, for selling someone short and giving the ball away because he's just had to run 50, 60 yards to, to get back. And he has a right pop at Patrick Roberts. And then they do a long throw in. And then it goes to the, the back post. And that's when he has the shot and it hits yeah. off broadhead. But it all stems from and you, you're talking about the 45th minute going into half time. And we made it, like a, a similar mistake as we made last yeah. season, like against Sheffield United. Give the ball away. They break away. And yeah, okay, you can say there's a bit of time to defend it after that. But it's the same mistakes. We we, you know, it, it it's game management and Again, it's just another one add to the list that I just think, all right, it's on the basis of one game, but that we've carried across from last season, and
1: yeah, you know, it's just a little bit frustrating. Well, with that Hurst goal, it was it was so frustrating because obviously it wasn't it wasn't long after half time, but he's poor. We've played against George Hurst a few times, and he always seems to score against us, and I just think he's, <laughs> he's not a good player. But his finish was fantastic. Like I can't take it away from him. Great finish, but you you sat there watching it. You thinking, what the hell's going on? What like why are we so wide open? Why was it so easy to get in behind and just score that goal? It it's the first game of the season. We're not going to be at our sharpest. We're not going to be at our best, but we know exactly what Ipswich can do because they've done it in League One last season. They've come they've they've come up here first game of the season, obviously full of beans. <laughs> You've got to know the risks. Don't leave gaps in behind. That's what. The, that's what the, they're going to exploit you and they're going to hurt you. Exactly what happened.
0: There was a few things that went into this goal because I think how much we dominated in the first half and then them nicking that really crap goal yeah. before half-time. I mean, look, as fans, we know how much it knocks the stuffing out of us, but I actually think it knocked the stuffing out of the players and they were just heads went down.
1: Well, you could tell after the. I think. I think it was after the goal, wasn't it? We just. We went to shit. Yeah. We yeah. saw it all over the place, giving the ball away and costing chances. It could have been worse.
0: Well, I think heads went down going into half time. And yeah. what I, what I think happened, I'm not sure Mowbray was able to pick them up because I think he just said, keep doing what you're doing. But mm. the problem is, I think half of them were frustrated on the pitch that they were playing so well, but we weren't creating anything. So there was this level of frustration. And I think the players went out in the second half and from the off. They just looked like their heads were still down, like in, still in the mud. Like their chins were hitting the floor still off that off that goal kind of 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and it was only seven minutes into the second half. And you watch the goal again. And if you like I said, if you're able to watch the 90 minutes again, it comes from Roberts giving the ball away again. And yeah. again, on their day, they they can be the best players in the division. But on days like today, when they're both not at it, Roberts and Clark just keep giving the ball away. And it's 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 fine when it's balanced against them creating, and you know you you know you're creating chances. That's fine. You can accept it and say, well, well, look, that's a price to pay. We don't, you know, it's a price to pay for creative players that you're going to give the ball away. You know, fifty percent of the time, but the yeah. other fifty percent of the time, we're going to get a chance off it. But today, when you're not creating chances and all they're doing is giving the ball away, like it's it's just kind of this this melting pot of. You've got two play- two talented players on the wing, just getting frustrated with themselves, and the rest of the team are getting frustrated. And you have to change it up. I mean, you have to you have to change it. And I know you've talked before. Sometimes you have to try and keep these players on the pitch because at some point they'll have to produce. Yeah. But it's this fine this fine line you have to walk where you say, well, you know, do you do that all the time, or are the days maybe like to maybe like the Ipswich game, where you just say, no, it's not happening. We mm-hmm. need to change it and just hook one of them.
1: Yeah, well, I I, I think that happened really in this game because he, he took off players who had been playing well. I mentioned it before. I thought yeah. Ekwar and Bellingham were the best two players on the pitch for Sunderland. They both came off. And um, I don't know whether... I, I, well, I do know. That, I think that hurt us. I think I think especially Job. If Job stays on the pitch because we're lacking that focal point, you take... All right, take Hamir off, take to off. Fair enough. I don't think he had a great game, and we have demonstrated the ability to play without a striker. So I's, I can sort of like understand that to a to a degree. But if you notice when we were going long, who was winning the majority of the headers? It was Job. Job was winning yeah. the headers. He was winning yeah, the knockdowns, the and we took him off, and all of a sudden yeah. we didn't have anybody to hit. And I I, yeah. I actually think he had a fantastic game. If I was going to make an argument for a man of the match, I would probably say Job, because I just think. He didn't put a foot wrong. There wasn't there wasn't a lot wrong with his performance. I, I I I mean just stand there watching. I really it might have been because the majority of his touches were flicks and tricks and that. But I, I just really enjoyed watching him play with expression and be you know leading the game. Made me mates are sitting in the pub and we're talking about the the team potentially who could play and we were all undecided on that ten position. We were all sitting there going, well Pritchard, you know could play because he's a bit more experienced and he's had a decent pre-season and he's linked up with him here and all the rest of it. And I was like, you know what? I I just think because Joe played against Mallorca, I think he's going to play. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, he played. And he did. I don't think he let himself down at all. I didn't watch him at any point and think, oh, that's a 17-year-old kid playing. No. Put himself about. He won headers. When he got on the ball, he was tidy with it. And then he comes off and I don't know, I, th- I feel like we lost something when he came off. You know, when you're chasing the game... And you're looking at the scoreline you're thinking, bloody hell, where we're we going to get some magic from. Yeah. I didn't expect him to come off, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I know that Mowbray has a lot of trust in the likes of Clark Roberts and, and, and Neil and, you know, those players who've been good servants to him since he came here. But I think actually the, the players who are good servants to Mowbray didn't have the best afternoon and and... Yeah. You could argue that that's maybe why we didn't get back in the game.
0: I think there was the other thing you've got to take into account with the subs as well as the timing, because I think there was an element of panic in there because you go back to that second goal, that's only seven minutes into the second half. Just quickly on that goal as well, we talked about Roberts giving the ball away. That's where it started. But yeah. we seemed to, because I think it was Equa who pretty much gave a free kick away, but the referee waved play on. But we seemed to stop and 9 just got completely... Out of position, um, on the ball that that was slipped through, and it was just far too easy. That the way it kind of he slipped Hurst through, Broadhead kind of slipped him through. But we seemed to stop when the referee gave advantage for some reason. But I think we thought, oh, he's going to blow up for a free kick, and then we just we just stopped or oh, nine got caught out. And but the, but anyway, so they went two nil up. That's seven minutes in the second half. Two minutes later, Hume has a complete and you know, a brain fart, completely sloppy in the center of the pitch, loses possession. And that's when Chaplin lobbed Patterson and it hit the bar. And the follow up, really, I mean, that, you know, I think probably seven times out of ten, that's a penalty, (laughs) to be honest. The follow up. So Mm -hmm. that that was, and that was on kind of 54 minutes. And then like three or four minutes later, that's when Mowbray makes the subs. So I think Mowbray was thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give these lads kind of 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And because we went two down and we were sloppy. Then they hit the bar because we were sloppy.
1: That could, that could have been bad, by the way. Imagine if that goes in. That, Jesus. Yeah. When
0: they hit the bar and we should have given the penalty away, I think he turns around to the bench and just makes a decision there and then because we make the subs like three minutes later, like yeah. they come on. So I think he's turned around and I think there's an element of panic in his subs where he's just went, right, I need to change something. And he doesn't really think it through and he but, just makes yeah. the subs.
1: You know, sometimes in sometimes in that moment of panic when you when you've got a decision to make, you do things that are a little bit radical and stuff. And I I'm, I turned around, me mate, and I said, "You know what it is it? When you look at the bench in pre season, Riggs scored goals, Bennett yeah. scored goals. Why aren't they coming on? Why aren't you just, yeah. you need goals? Why aren't players coming on who've, who've demonstrated the ability to score goals? I mean, you know, we, we might be we might be like digging in this quite heavy for our first game of the season and." You know, I, I actually I do think in hindsight as well, I think Ipswich were carrying momentum forward. I know you're you're not too convinced by that, but I think, you know, coming They were there for the taking. They were there for the taking. The were the were, but I just I just think that if you play Ipswich in October, November, it's a different game. I think first game of the season when they're up for it and they've got a bigger way crowd and there's 40 thought this is a big game for them and they've obviously turned up and they're buzzing for it. And I think for the majority of the game, we were up for it. But I just, yeah. I felt I felt as though that there were points in the game where, we've already said it, we didn't have that cutting edge and Ipswich did, you know, even if it might have been players that we don't necessarily rate in terms of like Hurst and stuff. He, he got the chance and he scored. We didn't have anybody who did that. And it was too, by the time we got the goal back, even though after the goal, you know, after Neil's goal, after Neil's goal, there was a lot of time added on. I never felt like we were going to get back. I don't know. I don't know about you. If you would, it was different for you. I never felt like we were getting back into it. Hume gets sent off. We'll talk about that quickly as well. Hume Hume's red card. Uh, what was it like on the replay? The the, the second yellow for you? Because in the ground, I just thought, why has he done that? That was ridiculous. <laughs> what was it like on the replay? Well, from what from where I was sat? I'm thinking, why the hell has he done that?
0: Yeah. Well, it makes it makes no difference whether because. Uh, like, Hume lost his head because, yeah. like I said, I, I was I watched the game on Friday night, first one, Sheffield Wednesday, and like th- I think three players were booked for just rolling the ball away. And mm-hmm. the, 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 the players have been told that this season, if you show frustration at referees' decisions, if you kick the ball away, if you roll the ball away from where it is, it's a yellow card. So even if you discount the foul completely and say, oh, I don't think the foul is a yellow card... Hume then smashed the ball off the advertisement boards. In this season, yeah. that's a yellow, that's a yellow yeah. card. So even if he'd got away with a foul, at booking, and he stayed on the pitch, he, he smashed the ball away, and that, there's his yellow card. So in theory, if the referee was going to book the foul, then actually he got two yellow cards. He actually got three yellow cards today because mm. he, he got. But actually, the the thing about Hume getting sent off is that if you go back to the first yellow card, so the first yellow card was just after the half hour. But it was done. It was again. It was these moments of being sloppy. They're, they're littered all over this game. Like the two goals were because Patrick Roberts gave the ball away cheaply, and Hume got a yellow card because Dan Neal did the same. Dan Neal lost possession of the ball, and then we were we were caught out, and Hume had to make a tackle that gave away a yeah. yellow card. So if if you look at this game, as much as you know, as, you know, first half of an hour we looked so impressive. All these daft moments where we were sloppy just added up to a player getting sent off and being 2-0 down. And mm-hmm. it's these moments, it's these moments that we were doing last season. And, you know, last season we were saying, oh, you know, lads are inexperienced and it's a young side. And look, we've still got a young side. But most of, you know, it was only two two lads making their debut today. So most of this team had a full season under their belt last season playing in the championship. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, making, we're making the same. I know it's only one game but we're making the same mistakes. We're giving the ball away cheaply. And, you know, you can see Mowbray pulling his air out on the side of the pitch because he can see what's going to happen. And like, I, I honestly think like, you know, sloppy moments led to a player being sent off and conceding two goals. And yeah. that's the game.
1: Yeah. And, and the goal that we got, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a decent little move. So circuit and belted into a decent area. Neil's there. He finishes well. We had other chances where we, where we ran them close and obviously we pushed forward and, I think for pretty much the last sort of 10 minutes of normal time and then all of injury time, Ipswich were camped inside their own box pretty much. So we just had the freedom to get at them. Um, and we did. We we tried. You know, I, I can't fault the team's perseverance. We definitely went at them, but it was too little too late. It was a case of you've already sort of thrown the game and you, you, you're you having to panic and get forward and take risks and... Um, you know players you can normally count upon like Roberts like Clark it wasn't happening for them Clark in particular you know if you're Burnley watching that you're thinking well <laughs> maybe maybe not <laughs> um but you know you, you can't you, I'm not going to like I'm not overreacting and I'm not getting I'm not getting too carried away either way when it comes to this performance and this 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 result but it to me it, it it's an often used phrase isn't it you know you learn more from your defeats and your and your disappointment and stuff and I think we're just going to walk away from this game and think, well, you know, there was a lot to take from that. There was a there was a lot, you know. And and we've, you know, it was people around me saying, you know, is he taking off Hemia to um to prove a point that he hasn't? And I'm like, no, that's not no. it. That's not it. But at the same time, you know, when you're looking for some inspiration, we don't have another striker on the bench. And maybe they do come away from this and they go, yeah, we need to sort this problem out. We need to get a striker in soon. Rather than later. Yeah. We don't want to be waiting until the end of August. Because by which point we could have played, you know, I don't know how many games there was before at the end of the month, but four games, five games. By that point, we could be sitting there going, you know, we really could have done with the striker. And and maybe they'll look at it that way. But I just think as a as an overall performance, it started very well. We didn't have a killer instinct. Ipswich did. To me, they deserved the win. I think they were the better team in terms of the, just when it came to you know, away teams play, very different to home teams. To come to the stadium light in front of a crowd that size and the atmosphere was very good, particularly early on, and handle yourself and then take your chances when you get them. Sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and go fair play. Switch, you know, you, 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 yeah. you did well and you deserved your win. And We've got to now look at this performance, look at this result and think, what can we learn from it? Because if we do think of ourselves as a, as a team who are capable of promotion this season, we can't have too many games like that at home. Where we just allow a team to come and take advantage of our deficiencies, which is which is what they did. And like I say, yeah. you know, I've got no complaints about what actually happened in the game. I think Ipswich in the end deserved it. I don't think we had enough chances to 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 sit for me to sit here and go, we deserved to yeah. at least get a draw from that game. I don't think we did, because I don't think yeah. we created enough. Don't think we were good enough at the top end of the pitch. I'm looking at the stats now. Twenty shots, four on target. Sixty-seven percent of the, of the possession. We made almost twice as many passes as Ipswich did. Eighty-six percent pass accuracy. You know, we had eleven corners. Eleven corners with a big, big team oh. on the pitch. Actually, you know, some big lads on the pitch. The corners were shite. No, was time to first and free man? kicks. Yeah. And free kicks. Patrick I think Patrick Patrick took the first four or five, and then the end Jack Clark took them off him. Shocking. Awful. Every, you know, yeah. We, we, every we, free
0: kick, every corner.
1: Yeah. We complained quite a lot last season about, you know, we have we haven't got well, we maybe not complained, but justified the fact we weren't very good at corners and set pieces by saying, Well, we don't have a big team, we don't have many big players on the pitch. Well, the day we did, and they weren't good enough, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think Tony Mowbray's got a lot of you've got the Hartlepool um pre season game where we played, you know, quite virtually well it was, it was a completely different team. And he came away from that and he said, you know, I've learned quite a lot about this team. And, um, I think he was asked by one of the interviewers, you know, you learn more from your defeats and stuff. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he probably did learn quite a lot about those players from that game. And then you look at this one, this was his first team, and you're like, they're making the same mistakes, you know. So we've yeah. got to come away from it. And we we do have to work on it. You know, we've got, we've got crew coming up on Tuesday. And I, I assume everybody's expecting a, a lot of changes. And if you're any of them players who are going to play in that game, You've got to be looking at this Ipswich result and the performance and think, if I get me chance, I've got to take it because I need to show him that I've got to be playing. And I hope that's the attitude coming away from it because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's up until the point where Dan Neil got the goal, I was sat there thinking this has gone as badly as it could have gone.
0: Oh, it could, it could have been worse. If that, if that had dropped in, it could have been 3-0 th- yeah, it, be, it
1: could have been worse. But I, I was sat there thinking yeah. this is, you know, because you, you come into a game, it reminded me a little bit of that game when um, I think I can't remember who it was now when Defoe made his debut the second time around, and, like, a decent crowd turned up and there was the, you know, the banner in the, in the uh, rotor End and there was a big deal made out of Defoe signing and we just didn't turn up and it was crap. And you're thinking, God, you know, we've hyped this occasion up so much and it was terrible. <laughs> it was sort of that same, same sort of feeling where you sat there and you're thinking, bloody hell. Like, you know, expecting someone to actually deliver and not doing it, it was... Yeah. I, I... Well, I mean, I mean,
0: just just going back to the, the 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 kind of striker situation, I found it. I mean, going right, I was a little bit confused before kickoff because you know I'm sitting there like looking forward to kickoff opening day of the season, and then Tony Mowbray comes on, and you're expecting this kind of, you know, oh it's great, you know, start of the season, and the the, the interviewer asked them about. oh, He says, uh, you know, two new players in the team, you know, 17 year old Job and 19 year old Tamir, and all this sort of stuff. And like, you know, he was asked But instead of kind of, I don't know, kind of being kind of really positive about it, like his reaction. And this was this was before the game, before kickoff. And his reaction to that question was, "Oh, well, it's not ideal." And it was, it was a bit like, mm, like almost like, because he said, "Oh, it's not ideal," and we've got we've got Bradley Dack and we've got Ross Stewart sitting there waiting to come in. And I, I was like. I was kind of looking confused at the screen at why he said it, but yeah, I just don't think he was confident in kind of what he was putting out. He didn't. He didn't seem to be like, oh yeah, you know, great young lads will do really well. You know, it's all this sort of stuff. He was like, oh yeah, it's not ideal that they have to play.
1: I thought yeah, he's a bit. We we've talked about this quite a bit though, haven't we? You know, he, some of the things that, that Tony Mowbray says, you kind of you do take a step back. So he he is very glass. Half empty when it comes to sitting in front yeah, of the press, pull, and pull. I don't know whether he's different. In, I don't know whether he's different. You know, when the when the cameras on, on on the microphones on, on, and he's he's with the players. Does he does he take a different? Is is this just his approach to be more yeah. conservative when 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 people are asking him questions, not to heap too much pressure on, perhaps? But the, you but, know. But. but the
0: other thing we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, the striking position, and we know we need. You know, we've brought two in. Russ Stewart's probably going to be fit, fully fit October, November. So let's just forget about him for three months or whatever it's going to be. And we've got these two young lads. We're probably going to need another one. Mm. Well, based off today, we are probably going to need another body there, whether it's a loan signing. But the fact of the matter is, we had a striker on the pitch today. And, you know, people can say that, all right, he's a young lad. And yes, he is. But he's a, he's a a he's a unit. He's a big lad. You know, early on in the game, he was pressing really well. He was hurrying the Ipswich defenders, and th- like my point will be that, you know, if people talk about we need a striker, I'm not going to argue with that. But the striker we had on the pitch, you need to you need to have playing patterns to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like today, today it was like we almost forgot he was there, and we we yeah. played we played in a way that didn't that didn't support having a focal man, having a target man, having a mm. focal point up front. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what striker we bring in. If you don't work out those patterns and play to the strengths of who you play up front, we could bring in a fantastic striker. But if we don't get the ball into his feet and get the ball into the box, it won't matter who it is. Yeah. So, it, it like, yes, okay, we need another body in, you know, we need another striker. F- fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that. But, you know, at least you know whoever that person's going to be, and I, to be honest, if you if you have the playing patterns to work around him, here you know, like in pre-season, he scored a couple of goals because the ball was played into a box, and there he was, he was on it. Today, yeah. the ball wasn't played into the box, so I don't I don't really get what he was supposed to do. So mm-hmm. we need to kind of set up this side and say it's a different side to last season. We've got to think differently if we've got a focal yeah. point up front. 'Cause the like you, you you touched on it right at the beginning, the players got used to coming back inside and coming back with a ball because they knew nobody was going to be in the box waiting for a cross. And now there is. So you've yeah. got to play to to your strengths. Yeah. So yeah, so so yes, I'm not gonna argue bringing in a body, bringing in a striker, but at the same time, it can be a great striker and it's not gonna work unless we change how we play. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of learning to do off the back of this, I think, and um yeah, you know. You can tell. You can tell by the way we're talking. We're really disappointed with how things went. You know, <laughs>
0: it's frustration. You know, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's frustration because, like you said, for for the first half an hour, we'd have dominated any side in this division, but we wouldn't have scored against anyone.
1: No, and and I do think back to sort of the the way things have gone in the last year or so, and I think well, for the majority of the time, these players have got used to not playing with with a striker up front, yeah. and um. You could sort of tell that in the, in the performance. It was just, yeah, disjointed. I think is probably the the word I would use. And yeah, luckily it's the first game. And and you know, again, I'm I'm generally a, a bit of a happy clapper, and I think you know, I, I do try and say the positives and things. And I think well, if you're going to get beat, try and come away from it and think right. Well, what what can we do to ensure that we don't do that again? And there's a lot to take from it. I mean, you have went through pretty much everything here, and um that That's gonna be the attitude coming away from this. Ignore crew, you know crews on Tuesday. It's a, it's a league cup game I'm not bothered about the league Cup, you know, and I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because i'm i'm not I'm not asked really you know, I will watch on Tuesday, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast after it, and you know there'll be things to talk about, and hopefully there's players in that game who do themselves justice and um, maybe give Tony Mowbray things to think about for for the next game away from home. But on the back of this game, we've got to, we've got to kind of sit here and think. You know that was disappointing. We you know it, for a team who made the playoffs last year, when you play a newly promoted side at home, I think you expect a bit more than what we got tonight and today. And and it's just you know, yeah. I I, I don't I don't think anyone's sitting here and and you know I'm I'm sure there are and fans who are throwing out the baby with the bathwater and. <laughs> you know, losing their minds. I don't think it's time for that because it's one game into the season and there yeah. was new players on the pitch and there's quite a lot of learn to do when it comes to the players just playing around each other. But I think you've still got to, you, you do kind of have to take a step out and go, right, okay, let's not get carried away with how well things went last year. Let's really dig into this and make sure that we play a, a style of football that suits what we've got. Because to me, that wasn't what we did. We made sure that we, um, pass it around nicely in the in the sort of lower half of the pitch and in the middle of the pitch. Once I got the top half, it was like we don't really know what to do here. And yeah, I think I think if you're going to have a good season this year, that's something you have to work out quickly.
0: Yeah, and that, that's that's the positive for me. That like I said, if you if you just if you just focus on the first half an hour, there's not a team in this division who can live with that. But if you add being clinical to that performance, we'll we'll be top six this season no bother. And it's just get it's being it's being clinical and taking advantage of being on top as much as we were because let's not get away we were fantastic first half an hour but you've got to, yeah. if you add if you add like I said if you add that goal to that first half an hour that's the perfect performance and we go on and win that game and take three points but the problem is we didn't look like getting a goal <laughs> like that that's the problem we had to rely we had to rely on a you know a long range shot or Clark possibly getting a penalty when he went down but that's not creating a chance, is it? That's not kind of cutting through the opposition. If we add some of that and be more clinical, we'll be fine and we'll have a fantastic season. But it's, that's, that's the only thing that was missing from that first half an hour. Everything else was spot on. And then after that, Ipswich just grew in confidence because they realised we we could have played all night and, and kind of not (laughs) scored, um, you know, until we got desperate at the end. So, so yeah, but that's the positive for me. I think we were, we were fantastic. It was, you know, I had a, Big grin on me face after half an hour. I thought we we're going to steamroll them, but then we we kind of forgot to score when yeah. we dominated, and that that was the problem.
1: It was, and like I say, we you can probably tell now our voices were disappointed <laughs> because we are. But um you know, it's going to be a, you know there's there's another forty five league games, and God knows how many cup games, and and all the rest well, of it. You know, there's a long way to go.
0: Just just quickly, just quickly, uh, because Mr Chapman, Craig, he uh, pulled up a, a cracking thought for, back from uh, Dennis Smith's promotion season in 89-90, first home game of the season that year. We played Ipswich at home and they absolutely wiped the floor with us. They were 3-0 up after 22 minutes <laughs> and uh, ended up winning 4-2 and uh, we ended up going up through the playoffs. There so you go. We'll take that again, thank you yeah, very much. Yeah,
1: exactly. Why not? You know, you, <laughs> yeah. You know, it it it's uh, it's a long old season and I'm sure we'll be fine, but you can't overreact either way. You know, you can't you can't sit here and go, Oh, that wasn't that bad really, you know. But you also can't sit here and go, That was horrendous. I think you've just gotta find you've gotta find that middle ground and um kind of acknowledge that, that we were probably on the occasion beaten by the better team and you know I'm I'm not gonna get carried away. I think we're gonna bring in forwards, we're gonna bring in some, some better players. The squad's gonna look a lot stronger come the end of August. And yeah, we'll be fine. I just I'm not gonna yep. overreact on one performance. I think Ipswich, you know, and, and you you got this um this I guess this this picture from speaking to George on the preview. A lot of people are expecting it Ipswich to have a really good season. I wasn't convinced before the game. I was like, I don't get it, you know. But I and, and I don't think they were particularly great in this on this on this occasion, but at the same time, you know they came somewhere that's pretty difficult. You know, stadium alight. They came and they got a result, and you kind of have to stand back and go, fair play. You deserve the win. Well done. You know, we'll see where you well, are at the end of the season.
0: Well, you say that, but if they looked at our home form last season and watched us, you know, <laughs> watched recordings yeah. of us last season, they probably would have thought, "Ah, we can get three points here," because we, we, yeah. we need, we need, we need to change that at home. We need to. We do. You know, I thought, I thought, if this season we we make uh, stadium alight a bit of a fortress at home you know, and, and, and keep with that away form we had, you know, it could be something pretty special, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't look like we've come up with that solution at home just yet. So it'll be interesting to see if we're, we we have better home form, but yeah, I'm, look, I'm not convinced by Ipswich. I think top half, I, I was actually expecting more from them from what people have been seeing. Um And I, I thought, yes, they were really organized. I was expecting more from them going forward. They'll be up there. They'll be, they'll be look, they'll be absolutely fine. Top half, maybe challenging for the playoffs. But well, you're not telling me that they're gonna be kind of in for, you know, contention for the automatics. No no chance. Egg on my face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pull this up, Ipswich fans, when yeah. uh, when you eventually get promoted and Chris is Chris is wrong. Um <laughs> uh, Cheers, mate. Thanks for joining us as always. Thanks to the listeners no, for bye. joining us. We've got we've got some um some anger out, I think, you know. Some yeah. frustration. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I've got, um
0: I've got back the positives, which is
1: good. <laughs> yeah, we got some positives towards the end. And uh cheers to the listeners, thanks for joining us. If you want your Sunland content, if you can still be asked with Sunland between now and Tuesday, <laughs> we will have stuff up on rotor So make sure you check that out. Um if not, make sure you just check the podcast out after the crew game and uh, we'll catch you there. Cheers.